If you want to grow your business, you need to educate and engage your customers at every point of the funnel. So Thinkific Plus can help you do just that with their powerful learning platform that's so easy to use. Thinkific Plus believes that customer education can combat the common challenges of recurring revenue, like churn. So Thinkific Plus has created a purpose-built platform for agile teams that allows you to create impactful educational experiences for your customers. That means you can find new ways to engage with them, you can drive adoption, renewals, expansion, and growth, everything that a business cares about. So reimagine education for your customers' success with Thinkific Plus. You can get one month of Thinkific Plus for free with our special code. Go to thinkific.com slash C-E-L-A-B-S. That's thinkific.com slash C-Labs. and welcome to C-Lab, the customer education laboratory where we explore how to build customer education programs, experiment with new approaches. My favorite part is exterminating all those myths and bad advice that stops growth dead in its tracks. I am Dave Darrington, your host for today. And today, this is a special episode. I'm super excited to have Laura and Parker, both from Thinkific. This is a first. Um, can you just please uh, introduce each of you, both of yourselves real briefly, and then we're going to get into the show. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm, I'm happy to start there. Dave, thank you so much for having us today. Um, I'm Laura, and I'm a senior manager of customer success at Thinkific. And I've been with the company about two years now, and I specifically oversee our CSM function, which is uh, a couple of different teams, which I'm happy to talk more about later. Fantastic. Well, excited to have you, Laura. Parker. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Uh, so I'm Parker. I'm a solutions engineer here at Thinkific, also on the customer success team. I've been with the company for a little over a year now, and my background is in customer success. In this role, uh, honestly, I love it. I, I love technical deep dives that I do. When a customer has a technical solution they need, usually I'm brought in. So something like SSO, integrating with a third-party tool, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can already tell this is going to be a lot of fun because we have those both attributes of customer success, which are the really most important. The what is it and where are we going and how we help our customers be successful, but going even deeper from a solutions consulting point of view. The learning that goes involved in all of that is tremendous. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us and to, to kick it off and to have fun. We always do the International Day of. So today... Um, the pick of the day is it's hmm, National Doctors Day. That's cool. We're, we're going to fix people's problems. And I, I think my, it's important. Fa <laughs> my favorite one here is it's National Pencil Day today. For That's our logo right here in the top corner. You can see it on C-Lab. Fun. I don't yeah. know what to say about that. It's hilarious. You know, I was just thinking now, when was the last time I actually used a pencil? And I don't know when that was. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> when was the last time I used a pencil? Uh, last time I used it, I actually, I do coaching for soccer. My own little mini Ted okay. Lasso. But um, I always have to have a pencil to keep track of the scores because otherwise the kids will. And, uh, you know, I need to have the, the reference out there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. Team, here's what we're going to do today. I want to frame this up. And as my, my co-host says, you know, I always do the frame up. Here's the frame up for the day. This is why I'm really excited about this discussion. Number one, I'm, I'm thankful to be able to welcome Thinkific to 
the the C Lab community. We haven't had any of you on the show, so what we're going to do is get into a conversation more about your platform, but then about some of the real d- difficult, meaty customer success concepts that we know your platform will, we want to see what your take is on this. So here's my setup that we've talked about you in the show before. We've talked about you in our network before. A lot of people talk about Thinkific. We really want to get into what your platform can do, how it fits to the market, talk to our audience. And in particular, let's talk about some, some deep customer success customer education topics, how they relate to customer success, get a little behind the scenes and then talk about what might your roadmap be going forward. You know, why is your platform really attractive and that as I hear and then I see to many people in our system. So, all right, let's get into it a little bit more. First, can you both tell me a little bit about your own personal stories? How did you come to think effect in the first place? How did you get here into the roles that you're doing in, you know, big software as a service stuff? Um, tell me more about your background. Yeah, sounds good. I can definitely start off there. Um, I have spent most of my career in some form of customer experience or customer success. Um, and I think I have just a passion for helping people succeed in business. Uh, Help, helping people succeed even personally. Obviously, yeah. I, I'm a team leader. I have people that report to me. And so whether I'm helping my team or we're helping our customers, just seeing people succeed really lights me up and gets me super excited to come yeah. to work every day. I think, uh, you know, the last uh, place that I worked, I was helping businesses succeed by finding office space. Uh, so totally unrelated, but Um, When I came to Thinkific, uh, it was all about helping people succeed through education. I'm also a huge proponent of education myself. I have lots of education, a master's degree. um, And so it was really cool to be able to see how business and education tie together at Thinkific. And and so that's sort of how I ended up here. That, okay, that last thing you said was was incredible. The how does business and education tie together? And, And Laura, I think that's, we, we definitely need to pa- unpack that today in, your, in both of your perspectives because, frankly, that's what customer education is all about. It's about, the, it's about business and being able to speak in the language of business, but yet do, I, I don't know if you've had the same problem because if you've come from the educational background, you realize pretty quickly when you get into software, oh, wow, uh, the things that I'm talking about as an education perf- perspective professional don't get, they're alien. Right. What do you mean I have to have some, you know, job task analysis or I need to break down my learning objectives? <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people that are, uh, you know, doing things that are so based on or, or uh, where education is so critical, you know, they just don't have that perspective necessarily when they're thinking of their business problems. So it's really cool to be able to integrate the two. Awesome. OK, Parker, what's your take on that? Yeah, yeah. So I guess. Just to give you a bit of my background, so I've spent uh, most of my career thus far uh, in customer success. Uh, I worked many years, almost a decade, for uh, a SaaS business that did websites uh, specifically for financial advisors, um, and it was it was a really really interesting experience. I got to grow with a company that was small when I started and learn a lot, uh, boots to the ground about customer success, and so. When I started hearing about Thinkific uh, in my network, I was hearing all these things like it's an awesome company to work for, 
there's great core values that that are really being executed. Um, and then I looked more into it and I saw Thinkific's mission around education in general, making education accessible and and all that sort of stuff that was really inspiring. I was like, oh, I'd love to be part of something that I personally believe is is doing a lot of a lot of good out there. So um, yeah. yeah, that's how I found my way here and it's been an amazing experience ever since. Okay. This helps a lot in what it, what it's helping do. I, it, this sounds a little weird, but what is most important to me about these kinds of conversations is the people, right? You're part of a culture. You're part of an organization that has got, and I'm, I want to get us talking about some of the history, but both of you have said some really important things. We've come in, Laura, you've come in and you have that education pedigree, but you also have the customer success experience. Parker, you've absolutely come in with that customer success experience and you've been in the world for a while. Now you're both seeing that into integration uh, of the, the rest of the world into this really challenging problem set that we have. So I want to unpack this problem space. Your platform exists for a reason. You, you came to the company to, to work and help power that mission that the company has. Let's, let's break into the problem space, though. What is it that, and Parker, you just talked about this. You know, you're trying to help people to learn, and that's exciting. And, and I connect to that passion. I mean, that's why I do this job. I found, I mean, here's, a, here's a fun story, and I've told it before on the show, so I'll make it really short. I found my inner teacher one day, right? And, and it was a teacher that told me this. She goes, Dave, you found your inner teacher. That is an important thing in business because there are some of us that gravitate to that. You might find these folks end up in enablement. They might end up in education. They might end up in L&D. These are the people that go, oh, I get it. I'm going to teach you, Laura. I'm going to share this with you, Parker. But then we have to have a platform to be able to do to transact with other people. So let's, let's start about... If you can take me back as much as you both know, and I know you haven't been here throughout the entire journey of the company, can you tell me more about that journey that your organization has taken? How did the platform begin? Like, where, what's the roots? And what was that initial problem that Thinkific was there to solve? And I think, Parker, you intimated, like, why solve this problem set? So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. I can definitely take us back a little bit. Thinkific's been around for over 10 years now, which is pretty wild. Yeah. And initially it was our, our founder wanting to, to create an LSAT course and, you know, get people ready for, for taking their LSATs. And um, really what it evolved in was, or evolved into was a, a platform for people to monetize their knowledge and be able to say, I have this great skill, I have this great knowledge, and I want to share that with the world. And so these, you know, more solopreneur type uh, type uh, customers or, you know, just these these experts in you know, all these random different fields and had all these different skills. And they just needed a place, a platform to basically house their knowledge so that then they could make a business of it. And maybe that's a side hustle. In a lot of cases, it evolved into something much, much more than that. Um, but that was really the beginning, I would say. And then the evolution now is where we are, which is so different than that, which is very cool. <laughs> so... I love that story. I've, I've seen actually other folks that not, uh, there's one platform, it's not an LMS, but the reason that the founder created the company was the same. He, he was studying for, you know, a legal exam and didn't have, and realized that the material, actually, no, it was for an MBA 
and realized none of that material was online and they couldn't practice and they couldn't do anything around it. So built a platform. So that's the most honorable, I think, start of, uh, of things that you got, you got started to help with that solution. But then boom, you mentioned solopreneurs and such. Mm. So was the, the initial part of that was helping, maybe it was, maybe I have my own small business. So we're kind of like niching down a little bit and saying, you need to solve, these are the use cases you have. I have to get content up fast. It needs to be easy to access by an end user. You need to, and I'm, I'm thinking these out loud and you can help me with it. Yeah. I need to be able to transact financially, mm-hmm. but probably not the, you know, the big systems, those extended enterprise learning platforms are always like, oh, we'll send you a PO and an invoice and I'll have a totally. oh, you know, yeah, credit card. <laughs> that's no fun right and it's just the barriers to entry are way too high and i think the other thing that's important is having something that looks really professional right because whenever when you when you go to to market you want to have something that people are excited to take that looks legit that looks like something that they're going to take away value from but that has low barriers uh, and it's really easy to use as you mentioned okay well let's thread the needle here parker can you give me your perspective on that too. And then let's, let's take a little bit further. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, we were just talking about this idea of solopreneurs and I'm picturing myself as like, say several years ago. Uh, so I, I used to teach yoga part-time uh, and if I wanted to launch an online course, well, you know, what kind of, what kind of stuff would I have to do? And, oh, I'd have to, I'd have to have a website. That's one thing. Yeah. I'd have to have the platform for the course. That's another thing. I don't necessarily know how to design a course. So maybe I need to get some expertise on different lesson types. I need a payment processor. There's all these things where I could quickly need to hire a lot of professionals to make this all work. Or or I could try to string together all these different tools myself and it gets really overwhelming. And then there's reporting on my students. How do I know they're engaged? All that kind of stuff. And so... I think about this problem and I think about uh, what Thinkific has wanted to do to make this accessible to, to somebody like me um, in the first place. And how, like, when I joined this company and saw how the product worked, I would, was just kept getting surprised pleasantly by all these things that are just built in or that I could set up in a day, for instance. In a day, yeah. Yeah. So that that approachability approachability of a platform seems to be one of the things that's underlying or underscoring your success that Absolutely. well maybe yeah. i'll frame this in a different perspective so here's me and i'm i'm kind of breaking the fourth wall here and talking to the audience the audience that we have at c lab is very broad it could be from the smallest of the small a one person company or maybe somebody that doesn't even have a customer education title at all Laura, they may buy buy you. Parker, they may be like you. They may buy. It depends on where your entry point is, but they realize that they they're they're flipping out because they've got a market that needs to learn and they can't get there. Right? I've entered into companies where I go, oh well, we're doing training. How are we doing training? Oh well, we send somebody there. Oh, okay, and. For me, at the at the beginning of now, we're, I'm kind of deviating from that solopreneur point because I think there's a lot of entry points to your platform. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 narrative Absolutely. that I tell people when I say, "Here's where I think Thinkific is in the market," and here has been right. We're going to talk about where you're growing, but when I've recommended the platform to anybody, what I've heard from them heard them say is, "I just need to get started. 
I don't know what to do. I have some content. I want to experiment. I need to get the market fast. I, I, I just want to take credit cards. I don't have time to fool around. I don't want to go through a whole invo- whatever massive platform provisioning cycle. Uh, am I speaking the, speaking the, the same language to you here about why a customer might come to you? Right? Absolutely, yeah. It's the BS around, I just want to get going. <laughs> I just want to get going. And sometimes in a matter of hours. I mean, we've ta- we talked to a, like a, a matter of days, but I mean, really a lot of this stuff you can do in a matter of hours, especially if you've already got the content, which is very cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's seg a little bit. I want to get away from the platform a little bit. I want to get about what you think. Okay. Because this, the people inside an organization and I don't know how you brand yourself outright. I I am calling organizations like you learning experience platforms, less so LMSs, because I think that's kind of pejorative these days. There's so many LMSs out there, but they're there for a specific reason. We built so many of them because it's about how each one expresses its engagement with an audience, right? What are the verbs that it has? How can it help me achieve my outcomes and goals? So I want to ask both of you this question about how do you perceive customer education through your market? What are the things that matter? And what, what is customer education? I'm not trying to bait you because like we know the definition. How does it express in your world? For sure. Well, I think for me, the way it comes to mind right away is in the more traditional sense, customer education is about onboarding customers to your platform so that they can be successful and, and they don't leave. Um, but I think it's customer education is, is so much more than that, really. It's about building trust. It's about creating a long-term relationship that has a ton of value, both for your customer, most importantly, and then secondly, for the organization as we continue to support them throughout throughout their journey. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about you're building some thought leadership, getting some content out there on the market that's about me and why I'm unique and why my product's a snowflake and it's really cool. And you're driving growth in that because how can people engage in your content if you have to be telling them actively, one-on-one, all the time? Absolutely. I mean, we want to customize every single experience that we have with every customer, but that's not realistic. Yeah. We also can't send them to a knowledge base and expect that they're going to have a great experience and be set up for success. So customer education is like this happy medium of how do we create the best possible experience in a way that's scalable. Okay, to that scalable point, Parker, I'm going to tee you up with a second question here. And you can, <laughs> you can go back on this one because I'm kind of like threading the conversation. So now let's think about your platform. How did your organization initially begin to build out to do just that? And this is where, Parker, I remember you were talking about single sign-on and other things which are also at the, the, the core of the feature set that, that folks don't know they need. Is that, is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, sorry. Can you just repeat the question? Sure. Uh, um, yeah. I'm saying how did, so we, now we know what your flavor of customer education is, right? Yeah. And now I'm thinking back about, okay, now what's the what's your organization's, your, your platform response to that? How did, how does, let's put it, let's spin it a little bit. How does Thinkific now give people the tools they need when they're first entering into this market, right? Of building content for myself, solopreneuring, or I'm at a startup and I need something fast. Tell me more about like your platform and the things that are involved in it that helps 
people do good customer education. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, well, speaking of customer education, a huge component for a new creator educator on Thinkific uh, is we actually have customer education ourselves. We have a whole academy of courses that dive into different topics of what you need to get off uh, get off the ground running. So okay. I would say that there's a lot of components where, so you can build a course, you can set up your site, you can integrate payments and everything, but then what you do from there, it can sometimes be a big question mark. How do you market yourself? Um, who Who is your audience you're going after and whatnot? And so we have courses like this in our academy that, that address those pieces. And then there are just other features that you can layer on that you don't necessarily need for your MVP to get to market, but that will help you grow more and more. So I'm thinking of Thinkific communities, like in get, using oh, a community wow. as well to um, aid in that asynchronous learning experience of a course, uh, for instance. But yeah, there's. I feel like there's so much I could talk to, but maybe I maybe I can focus in on on something specific because it always it always depends on what a particular uh, customer educator needs to do. We'd like to think there's a tool there, you know, um, yeah. in Thinkific for it. So, but but more what I what I like about your platform is it's it's fric- it's low friction. So so let's think about um, an extended enterprise platform. It might be owned by HR. Now I've got to get into that. Figure out how do I get customers to how do I don't hardly have seat issues and all that when I'm really just wanting to put a video up or some you know videos up, but then maybe I want to get single sign-on connected because I'm at a company, or I might need to take your course, or I might need some professional services to help me out. Um, so, can you tell me a little bit about like how I would start to interface with your platform? Like, what what are the really good use cases that Thinkific can solve? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I can jump in there and awesome. and maybe even um, taking a little bit of a step back. One thing that uh, we've learned a lot, I think, in the past few years, or specifically as our Thinkific Plus product has evolved, which is really the product that most of our, our clients who are doing customer education um, are using, is that it's really evolved very organically. We saw these customers come to Thinkific um, even when we weren't looking for them. Um, and we've really built this product in tandem with them. So when Parker talks about communities being something that um, you know, we rely on and, and um, you know, are, are sharing and using and and encouraging our, our customers to use like a big part of the reason we have communities is because that's what they told us that they wanted. Um, and I think another really important thing when thinking about, you know, how to, to customers come to us, then what does that experience look like is the customer success team that we have. And obviously I'm biased because this is my world that I live in. Um, but we really guide our customers through this whole experience. And Parker is a huge part of that, working with our customers every day to make sure that it's a seamless experience. Yeah. So we have our academy that we use really heavily, but we also have these folks that are there kind of every step of the way guiding our, our customers to make sure that they're using the features that they need to be using when they need to be using them. That's super cool. Do you have like a uh, customer success cadence or some kind of a, um, a life cycle for your customers where you go, okay, now we, we want to, we have this program and this is how you de- decrease churn. And if you do these kinds of things with our platform, you could start seeing some numbers decrease or we want to start like the benefits of an education program, a customer education program are so vast. And I think 
one of the things I like about working with your platform is that we're kind of getting away from, you know, we can start and we could sketch things out. And I really want to talk more about this evolution now. How is it that your product is changing? Because originally you've had, you know, you had the simplicity of the platform and now you're evolving it. Can you tell me what, what the product is called now? Like you said, yeah. think of it plus and what, what, is that part of your original product or is it a standalone? Is it add on? Tell me more. Let's get into this because I really want to learn about what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thinkific Plus is a much more robust version of Thinkific in its okay. very simple form. And like I said, it's evolved, I think, specifically over the past three years or so, and very much in tandem with feedback from our customers that came, as I mentioned, to Thinkific, but for this customer education use case that was different from, from our original um, original target audience, I guess. And the original target um, audience was, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think it's important to say, was who? So these more, you know, creators, creators. Um, okay, solopreneurs, yeah, the, the the folks looking to monetize the, their. So now you're taking. Quality. So I, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm like trying to 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 really constellate or intentionally say where the market fit is. So you start out in that solopreneur. I need to get stuff up. I need help. I'm not an education person. But now you've listened. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how important this is, Laura. You've listened to your customer base, and, you're, and a big part of your customer base, customer base was our customer base. Mm -hmm. They are exactly. not those solo materials, but now there are people that go, I want more. I want more, and I don't want to use a more traditional LMS that has huge barriers to entry, tons of upfront costs. I need a developer. I need this. I need that. Um, I want to be able to put something together myself. I want to be able to bootstrap. Um, I've only got, you know, a couple of different resources and I also want guidance. And that was a big piece in delivering our product. And that's where the customer success team fits into that, of course. But uh, these, these people were coming, they were asking great questions. And so we built out a product that includes all of the things that you would know and love about Thinkific, the ease of use, right. all the great core features, but we enhanced it by adding things like SSO, um, an enhanced API, which allows for increased connectivity, which is very, very important. Um, we also built out an expert marketplace. So if customers do need some help doing something and they want to customize something and they don't have the resource to do that, they can easily access those uh, those folks um, at a very you know relatively low cost um, apps. I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, really kind of positioning the product to be whatever you need it to be and make it really easy. With intention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is whatever you need it to be, but then, <laughs> then it sounds like maybe Parker, you can tap in on this too, like these use cases. So I'm thinking now I'm thinking in your world as a solutions consultant, you know, you're having a conversation with somebody. What are those kind of use cases and how do you get into the depth of them? Like, uh, let's, let's talk maybe lead gen or monetization. Can you, can you talk around those subjects a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there'd be a lot of use cases where maybe there's a customized student user journey that somebody's looking to implement on Thinkific. And this can be anything from like, there needs to be a, a lead gen step in there. Uh, there needs to be SSO so that it's easier for my students. They're they're more engaged, less likely to drop off if they can SSO in. They don't need to create another account. Right. Um, any other third party tools that they could want to integrate. And 
You know, it's funny because we, we have been talking a lot about how there are so many tools in Thinkific and you can get up and going fast, uh, which is all great. In my role as a solutions engineer, I have to provide solutions on how you can integrate all these third-party tools. And so on the other end of that, I, you know, I was really excited to see how robust our developer tools really are. So things like APIs, um, using webhooks in an external tool, something like that. Yeah, There's really a lot you can do to make Thinkific sing with your current tech stack, Ooh. essentially. And so as our Thinkific customers grow and they're on Thinkific Plus, uh, there's a lot that can be done to make it work with everything else. Or maybe they identify a need. Uh, a lot of the times in their use cases, they identify a need where they need to introduce a third-party tool. So let's talk about lead gen again. Let's say yeah. they decide they need to have really robust email marketing. Um, they want to have great funnels that they've never set up in the past. And so they're looking at using MailChimp, for instance. Well, mm -hmm. it's going to be very easy to integrate that with Thinkific seamlessly and get your Thinkific students into MailChimp, uh, even without code. You know, there's an app on our app store for that, for instance. So. Yeah. I don't know if that directly answers your question, no, that, but lots of thoughts come up. Yeah, no, this is the, the conversation as a solution engineer is important because you're in that interstitial point where you're you're helping solve those point questions the customer has that are a lot more complicated in business. Let's take single sign-on and how important that is. What that does is it reduces friction. If I can log into my app and I I can connect that same logic in to log into your app, then my customer doesn't go, just like you said, oh, crud, I got to go to my password manager and look at it. Okay, there it is. You know, we've lost 10, 30 seconds, maybe a minute. But if you're like me, you know, I, I try to use my password manager, but sometimes I'm in a different browser. There's all kinds of things that happen. So that's a pain in the butt. And we want to reduce friction. API, I think about Zapier and if this, then that. And Octa yeah. workflows and things where my company may be set up with a lot of more advanced tooling, but my platform isn't. And the things that I adore about platforms like yours that are building these kinds of toolings, like the API stuff, is that now my data scientists can go, oh, I'm going to go look and see what our customers are doing in Thinkific. And then oh, you know what, I've got some of the information, but now I need to map that back to an account and understand who was that. That was Parker that went in and took the first training. And then Parker did another training. And Parker, now Laura's on the scene doing education. And now I can map and watch. Oh, now my CRM, Laura and Parker both work for Thinkific. And now I can, go, I can do more things. This might be a lead generation activity. This might be simply an internal expansion play or an adoption play within a company. You're now able, you are giving us the tools we need to be able to do the additional business informatics, which is really hard. I love that you mentioned the, the data scientist and, and something that comes up for me, which I think is really important when talking about customer education is that customer education 
shouldn't just live within the customer education team or within the customer success team. But I think Thinkific specifically as a customer education tool can be used by all different teams within your organization. It can be used as by your sales team as a lead generation tool before the customer even, even comes to your platform. It can be used by your marketing team, by your customer success team, um, you know, by your data team. Like there's so many insights that you can draw by your product team, I could even say, um, you know, throughout the whole journey. And I think that's not necessarily always the lens that I see customers using Thinkific Plus looking through. Like sometimes they have a much more narrow view of how they want to use Thinkific as a customer education tool. And it's really cool to be able to help them have those wins in the area that they were hoping for and then be able to expand and really broaden the program to be a full lifecycle tool. I, I, I really dig this, Laura. That And what's what I'm hearing from you is this story that not only can you do the the table stakes stuff, uh, the term table stakes is, I don't know, you probably hear it, but if, if you're listening yeah. and you haven't heard that before, it's, this is have to have, <laughs> I have to have a way to transact. But I think one of the bigger problems here, and let's, let's pivot a little bit and let's talk more broadly about Thinkific Plus. This is a scalable learning platform and it's easy to use. And the things that I like is I want to be able. Let, let's. I'm I'm a coach now. I'm a I'm I'm an education coach, and my job is to interface. Like this is my day job, actually. Even at C Lab, I'm trying to help people connect with solutions, sometimes in processes and methods that simplify their day. Right now, I think if we were going to talk about Thinkific and now what the Plus product starts to layer in, and, and I like this. Let's, I just get started. Dave, go put videos up, cut videos up, let our customers go see them. Cool. They can go see them. Now I want to know who they are. Implement SSO. Why? Okay. Now we can track implement an API. Now I can actually report back or dial home and put this into a data lake or a data warehouse with all of the, I mean, you're kind of thinking now if you're a, a hardcore learning nerd, XAPI or SCORM, right? But you're not. That's the role of a modern learning platform is to ob, you know, to get to put that to the side and say you don't need these old school complex learning technologies. You need us. And what we can do now is let's talk about this. Think of it plus and this kind of product being scalable, generate generating revenue at scale. What does that mean? Training your customers at scale. I saw you when we were talking and working on the script beforehand. Let's talk scale. What are those plays and how does your product help customers get to scale? Yeah, I think there's there's a few different ways. Um, I mean, quite simply, having uh, content courses that are accessible on demand all the time uh, mean that your customers can access any time of the day. They can access anywhere. Uh -huh. A lot of what we see, at, uh, a lot of the, the way that we see customer education being done in the past is through these webinars, right? Through, you know, <laughs> has to be live. You have to sign up on the time. And I mean, very simply that, I mean, that doesn't work because then you have to have folks that are presenting and, you know, doing things live, all that good stuff. Um, so I think that's one way of even just very simply bringing that into a course um, and you expand your reach massively when you, when you do that uh, and that allows for scale. I think there's workload that's saved. I mean, any customer facing team that you have um, within your organization, you generally, if you're able to implement uh, customer education in, in a, the form of really effective high quality courses, you tend to be able to see that over time, 
they don't need to be as involved in this training component and, and your customer success folks or your support team folks can be doing a lot of what they're really, really great at, which is troubleshooting complex problems or having really important strategic discussions. Um, so maybe that's two. I'll pause there and <laughs> see. No, that's good um, because yeah. now you're doing the human, you're doing the human job, right? The job that an AI is probably not going to replace or hopefully never will replace <laughs> is the human act of you and I and Parker all talking together and working out a problem that's more complex. It's not a, oh, come on, Dave, just go here and click this button and you're going to be fine, right? That's that's an FAQ, <laughs> right? And the, But scale, scale is tricky because the, the tricky part of it is this. And this is something I only picked up by practice and working with a whole lot of engineers and you know onboarding people and CSMs is that, you know what? The feeling of teaching and helping, like, I, like Parker, I get on a call with you and you go, oh man, I'm so stressed out. This thing isn't working. I can't figure out how to do this. And I'm your CSM. And I go, Parker, okay, cool. Calm down. It's all okay. <laughs> We've seen this before. And you're like, really? Really? Yeah. But now what happens is a conversation that's going to last a half hour, maybe an hour. I might be busy as a customer success manager and I've got 10 other calls to make today. But now I'm giving you time, Parker, because I care. But And it feels good. This is one of the really interesting things you don't learn about in education. It feels good to teach. And we all want to do it. But there comes a time where you say, all right, Dave, come on. You're spending 20 hours a week on calls with customers, hand-holding? Really? We need to generate, we need to do more. We just, number one, if we did that webinar, I really like the, the fact, um, Laura, that you brought up the concept of the webinar. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, and, and, and my trainer is going to hate me for saying this, live training is dead. And <laughs> I'm saying that in a bold way, and it's not. It's absolutely not. But I'm mm -hmm. saying that because scale and what, and again, I, I'm really resonating with your platform. Why would I come to you? I'm coming to you because I'm at that point now where I'm suffering as a business. I've got too much training to do. It's it's yeah. all in somebody's head, and we, like, we're like we sending Daryl out to do training all the time. Daryl's the only one. He's just exhausted, right? And we need to get what's in their head out of their head into pixels or on paper. Mm -hmm. And... Heck, even have, and I, I don't know, I've just made it up names. I do this all the time. Daryl is now on that video that I put in your platform, and now he's scaled infinitely, more or less, right? And then, but then when you're talking about scale, there's lots of different ways to play with scale. There's revenue scale. I need to get more people into this course, and then we pay for the course, and I can train 100,000 people on that. Wow, that's bank, right? Yeah. We're simply just, doing some free training to boost awareness or retention or adoption, which is more a, a traditional customer success play. It's not one you're going to pay for as a customer. It's one mm -hmm. that's implicitly offered by the company and I'm paying for it, but to affect scale and to affect revenue later, I'm injecting an, inter in, uh, an educational intervention now. And then there's nurture, which is somewhat palpably different, but nurturing is, Hey, I'm putting my arm around both of you and we're going to take a walk down to the shore and we're going to look at stuff and you're going to get distracted by things. But I'm, I'm saying, look, you know, on our journey together, we're going to learn all this really cool stuff. Oh, look at the cow. Look at the, look at the lake. No, you need to stay on a path. Laura, learn this. 
Parker, you might be the admin and you need to go learn about this data loading thing and all this other stuff. And we're walking together as a company, as an individual, and we, we grow together. Having a system that allows for all of those plays so fundamentally transforms what you're coming. This is digital transformation. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, a lot of times people, they come for an onboarding program. And like I said, they, they think that it stops there uh-huh. and it doesn't. And I mean, two things that we sometimes maybe see are, are they either too quickly move on to nurture before they really nail down onboarding, or they don't even realize that this nurture path exists and that these now very well-educated, very, you know, up to speed and confident users of your program or your, your service or, or whatever are primed for growth, whether that be, you know, upselling them additional services or cross-selling them to, to um, something else. Uh, yeah. It's it really, the possibilities are endless when it comes to the, you know, how far you can take this, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's turn away from that a little bit, and I want you to tell me of your excitement of the platform in the term of what mojo or secret sauce or special stuff do you bring to the market that you don't think anybody else has got, like that you're so super excited about that you want to tell the audience. Yeah, Parker, do you want to jump in here? Do you want me to? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's funny because I was thinking a little bit about this before when Laura had answered another question about some unique features to Thinkific Plus. Um, and I was surprised that, uh, you know, that you were humble to mention features, but uh, there's a lot that I would say about the customer success team. And so when oh, I wow. think about Mojo or Secret Sauce, um, I've seen a lot of customers who have come to Thinkific Plus where maybe they've already got a customer education platform and they're having particular pain points or struggles and sure there's tools available to to them out there, but they just, they just aren't the experts on what to do next. And the difference, the secret sauce is the customer success team where now you've got this expert working with your team to, to basically point you in the direction of which tools you need to use to reach your goals. They can translate what you want to do into what you actually have to do. So I would say that that is definitely some secret sauce for Thinkific that I I really haven't seen elsewhere in this space. Um, Yeah, and I mean, I've learned so much from my colleagues on our customer success team myself that has made me better. And yeah, it's, it's just really, really great to have an expert helping you i love that does that no does that come from does that come in the thinkific plus level where you have that see us help now where you might have not had that before so what will actually happen i mean if if someone's thinking about considering thinkific plus is often they will meet someone like parker if not parker himself actually before they even become a customer what's um, maybe a little different about how our Hmm. solutions engineering team works is that they actually sit within customer success but they're introduced in uh, in the sales cycle Uh, they help make sure that your the the right fit for Thinkific Plus, and that we can make sure that we can we can help you accomplish all of your Ooh. goals. Um, and then once a customer becomes a Thinkific Plus customer, they go through our launch team, or more commonly known maybe as our implementation team. They spend a period of time there, uh, and then they transition to a CSM. Uh, and again, the CSM is, is picked sort of depending on your needs. We put you in a certain place. 
Um, and then if at any point you need very technical help later on, that's when solutions engineer comes back in. So Parker comes back in um, and he can, can you know, give you the helping, the helping hand. We're very opposite ends of the spectrum, Parker and I. I mean, <laughs> I, I am like so non-technical uh, and Parker is the most technical. I don't know what I've possibly taught Parker. <laughs> he certainly taught me a lot. Uh, you taught me the why. Maybe I know the what, but... <laughs> It's really important to know the why and the customer's goals. Um, you know what's funny, though? I will say, uh, as well, another kind of secret sauce that I think of that's um, that's important here is, so at a this, like, enterprise-level software, sometimes you need to do big things, but a lot of what's out there is, like, is very complicated to use. So there's a lot. Sure, you can do a lot with it, but... You know, there's a, a heavy amount of maybe coding or other like technical things that I think you'd inevitably get focused on when you're really just trying to focus on the learning experience and designing the great learning experience for your customers. Whereas while you can get intricate on Thinkific Plus, if you want to use APIs, SSO and things like that, you don't necessarily have to. And we do have a lot of Thinkific Plus customers where they just really want to spend their time, like maybe their team is limited and they want to spend their time on the best learning experience they can. Or if they're exploring these other use cases, like how do we nail revenue generation after customer education? They can, they can focus on that. They don't have to spend 30% of their time figuring out how to technically put it all together uh, as well, which which we're seeing with a lot of other options out there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's big. <laughs> I mean, what you just dropped a bomb on us, Parker, with that. It's that the, well, okay, I'm on the consultative end of this too at my day job when I work at Service Rocket. And one of the big problems that I see is that people don't know where to start, what to do. They're overwhelmed. They, they don't know how to code. Something that came up recently, and this was a conversation that Adam and I had around, we went back in time and we read several books on customer education dating back to 1984, 1987. You know what's different back then? We had developers, like I'm, I'm talking coders, people that were writing and supporting from code systems in e-learning back in the day, day being 30, 40 years ago. Now what's transformed in that is that platforms like yours now allow for us to have those things and add those things in to our offerings, which are known. I mean, this is just a plugin or it's an app or, you know, you know, go in the app store and you've got something else that allows me to have a connection to my Salesforce database or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's transformed our understanding of what software can do to proxy and deliver content and educational content in particular. So let's, we're kind of getting near the end of this conversation with that in mind. I have to hook into that enterprise strength learning platforms concept. If I'm leading you from what I think is important in a value prop, look, a lot of platforms are going and trying to serve the enterprise market. Fine. Mm. Everybody needs what we, what the enterprise market is looking at. And that is strategy, goals, measurement, the ability to use a system that is kind of frictionless, but it still opens up and unlocks the capabilities that we need as leaders to not be blind. I'm saying this again because I want, I want to share one really important point to the audience and to you that I have been in points in my career 
where I've been, I've had a great learning platform. It's doing everything it should do, but I can't get to that next step. And that next step is Kirkpatrick. It's, it's measurement. It's, okay, Dave, what, what can you say your program actually achieved for us? This is the CEO talking to me. Do I want to be in that boot-shaking moment where I can't say anything other than, uh, hey, Laura, yeah, um, yeah, we had 5,000 learners a month, and they all got the, I don't care about that, Dave, is what you're going to say. What I care about is how we're moving the bottom line. How are we doing more business? How is support, how, how are you helping us achieve our goals? So can we talk about that for a little bit as we, before we come out? This is like one of the most important things, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what those goals are is, is that's always where we start in customer success is like, let's try to define that before we build anything, right? Like, what are we trying to do? Parker talked a little bit about, I'm always asking the question, what is the why? Why are we here? And it's not because we want to build a beautiful site and the courses are going to be so pretty, although we will help you do that too. And that's part (laughs) of the secret sauce. It's so easy. Um, But what are, what are those whys? And everyone has a different why, but everyone has one. And um, and so whether that be that we're trying to reduce the, you know, a cost, whether that be that we need to make sure that, you know, we're not having customers churn or that we're leading to growth. We always, uh, we always start with that. Um, yeah. Yes. And I think, yeah. <laughs> I think, um, uh, you know, wh- one of the things that we all, that we talk about at Thinkific is that we want to be simply powerful and powerfully simple so that we can translate that ROI piece, whatever that goal is, and that we can make it really straightforward. And like I said, start from that, start with that from the very beginning. And then really the customer success team will design what your, what your flow looks like or what your next steps look like really based on that piece. That's super cool. So you're, you actually now can offer that level where I'm having a partnership. I'm helping I'm helping you ask those questions. Maybe you can't solve it. You can't ever solve it for a customer, but you can give a customer the tools that help combat churn, right? And, and help detract or, or lower that learning curve, which comes from being overwhelmed as a customer. Totally. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. That's the common lament I hear from every customer is, where do I start? How do I, how do I put this, crack this nut and get it into my head and understand what I need to do first? Because you know what? I'm stressed out. I have a busy job. What was the stat I heard recently? Most of us working professionals in software have to know roughly nine on average technical SaaS applications to do our jobs. Wow. Sounds about right. <laughs> that's brutal. I mean, that's the big difference between our industry and tech and other industries is just that mental overload with having to know systems and not really having training for them like you would if you go to a big corporate. I started my career as a chemist and I worked in a big pharmaceutical plant. Oh my God, the onboarding there was just, well, it was intense because not only did I have uh, the, oh, this is where you go and this is what you do, but this is how you don't kill yourself, Dave, because you're in a plant with things that are gonna explode or get on your clothes or you gotta be careful. And, and that we're not in that world. We're in a world where things are moving super fast and we're all using the software. It's very different. I think it's really easy to bring someone onto uh, a platform like ours um, and they have really big goals and then they churn out in the first year because they don't accomplish those goals. Yeah. And I think 
I mean, and maybe going back to our secret sauce and, and again, I'm biased it's customer success is my world, but I really think that, um, you know, that's a differentiating piece at Thinkific and, and, you know, we start with those goals and, and we make sure that we end with those goals too. And then we set new goals and, and we repeat the cycle. That's fascinating. Let's, um, I do want to kind of like do the speed round right now, which is where can we talk, I think Parker, you've got some of these, you can list out some of the, some of the additional features that go, the feature set that goes beyond just the normal stuff. Um, can we go through and enumerate some of those? And then what I want to close up on is maybe a few really good customer success stories or at least one with your user base and what we could go look at and say, if I'm interested in Thinkific, I can go out and look at these things. Sound good? Sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to speak to some features. Um, so with Thinkific Plus, I think an overall theme you can think of is as as you grow, we've got the tools to grow with you. And so I think of things, for instance, like you might want to have admins or group analysts or whatnot on your customer education platform. And as you grow, you might your team might grow and you might want to have more and more. So you can have unlimited right. of those. You know, there there isn't a, a limit to that on the back end. Uh, and speaking of more and more, you can have multiple Thinkific sites on Thinkific Plus. Oh, really? And the reason that can be important is there's a lot of use cases for that. So let's say that you, as you grow, now you've got business to business partnerships where you want to have a white labeled version of your offering. So maybe, uh, you know, it's still customer education, but you're getting your customers through a new business partner and they want some of their branding available. You want to give them that analyst or admin access to the students that they're bringing to you, but not your other students, you can have an isolated instance for all that for them. Um, things like you can have a branded mobile app. Uh, you know, there really, there's, yeah, there's so much um, that you can do to look more and more professional as you grow. Um, and we've talked about the CS team, but also we have an app store with a ton of apps, and sometimes that's overwhelming. So with uh, your customer success manager, you can describe your needs and we can handpick apps for you, uh, for instance. There's, sorry, oh, wow. I could just keep going on and on. I'm, uh, no, that, <laughs> that's cool because it, uh, so well, we don't have to go into much more detail because we're getting to the end of time, but that's, I wanted you to, to enumerate some of those things and, and your excitement, I mean, you're not just doing a job, you love what you do. We all, in, in software, are all kind of like that. And, and I, I, I'm digging this kind of stuff because for me, one of the big problems is I may need to open up the, the access to other people because I want to co-create content. I don't want to be the only one that's making content because then we're rate limited, right? But I also want to do, I love the concept of like different you know instances or white labeled sites, a hugely powerful opportunity for you is to say, oh, look, I've got a, another customer that wants, that's a partner. Right, they're a partner, and they want to be look like they're in the the driver's seat. Or maybe I'm working with an internal labelment with another company, but the 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 the, the user base is so vast, like three thousand people, that I can white label that, and I can get that on their site. And now they have my content on their site, frictionless, right? Frictionless yeah. education in the moment. That's a huge use case that that I struggle with all the time as a customer education leader is. You know, we're also doing enablement, but the enablement we do in customer education, the flip side of it, I'm on the other side of the table. Now, you as a customer education leader over there, I want you to give me your content so I can put it in my platform 
or my environment or my ecosystem. And that's problematic because if I can't use my LMS to do it, if I'm going to somebody else's, then well, I don't, I'm not going to do it. Why? Because I have to maintain somebody else's content now and I lose data on it and I don't know where people are going to. And no way, man. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, okay, fantastic. Uh, if you have anything else, jump in there, but I really would like to wrap up with maybe you know one or two stories of your client base, your user base. Somebody out there in our audience are going to say, all right, what's in it for me? What would be a good map? Why would I be a good map to look at your platform as a user? Yeah, absolutely. I think a client that always comes top of mind for me is Hootsuite. And oh, yeah. not that, you know, every every customer education customer on Thinkific is going to be the next Hootsuite, although you could be. Um, but I think everyone knows Hootsuite and it's a really relatable and understandable story. Yeah. And Hootsuite has been using our platform for a number of years. And just like anyone else, they came with a very modest goal of just, we want to help people onboard for a platform. We want them to have a great experience. And they saw incredible success with people going through their platform achieving their goals and ultimately staying longer. So, so the, the classic, you know, retention story, a yeah. positive retention story. Um, but what they did next was really take education beyond what was that, you know, basic platform training or that Hootsuite dashboard, you know, 101, um, and actually start to educate people who weren't their customers. And um, as many of your listeners might know, I mean, Hootsuite has a, a huge academy and they do now um, social media training just for the general public. And they're, they're quite notable for, for all of the training that they've done. Um, and they really created this cycle or flywheel, if you will, where they were just going out into the market and edging, educating people on social media marketing. And in turn, they were priming this huge audience to then become Hootsuite customers and end up using their platform. Um, and not only were they coming to the platform and generating new sales, um, but they were so well positioned to be successful because they had this great background, almost like creating their own leads and then nurturing them into the platform yeah. and then having them accomplish, you know, these wild goals with all of the, the companies that they were using uh, Hootsuite for. So um, that's one that, that I love to highlight. I mean, Hootsuite has now had what half a million people go through their Hootsuite Academy. Um, I think they've got something like 75,000 people that they've certified on Thinkific with their social media cert certification. And their program also exists in universities all over the world. It's, you know, close to a thousand universities worldwide now, which is a very cool story. That's a fascinating story because, you know, it's a very, it's a very B2C product, but the platform is huge. And I, I mean, I like the story of it. They, they partnered with you to deliver their education. And they've done it very fluidly. They've have it out there all over the place. It's amazing. Maybe one more, real quick, before before we have to wrap. I know you got a couple other examples there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, another one that we talk about a lot is is later. So still in that sort of social media space. Um, I think lots of people are familiar with later for uh, being a you know an Instagram uh, tool. Yeah. yeah. And they used, uh, they basically wanted to reduce their onboarding costs. And they were sort of this example of, of doing a lot of these live webinars. Uh -huh. And they couldn't, they couldn't scale doing live webinars and have people onboard successfully to their platform. So they came to Thinkific. Uh, and they're a really cool story, actually. They 
I think they said that they basically had their, their first course up and running within a day. They had all of these live webinars that they'd been doing for the last few years. And so they had heaps and heaps and heaps of content. Um, they put their first course together in a day. I think they had it, you know, out to their, um, their customer base within a month. Um, and what they actually did, which was really cool was they tested it. So they, you know, they kind of AB tested, they put some people through these live webinars, they put the rest of their folks through this new course. And within a couple of months, it was sort of a no brainer decision that they needed to migrate fully to these courses. Um, and they didn't really have to spend much of any time or energy putting these courses together because they had all this content just saved, just sitting, you know, and, and all these people ready to consume, but just had no access to it. Um, so they saw their retention, I think, go up by just over 320% uh, when they first rolled out their courses. So it's really hard to, uh, to not see the value when you get numbers like that right off the bat. Oh my gosh, that's tremendous. Oh my gosh. Okay. Whew, I feel exhausted. I'm super excited. I've learned a lot. Um, before we wrap up, are there any other things you'd like to say to now, you know, the audience for customer education here that listens to the C-Lab podcast? Yeah, maybe just one thing. Uh, and I think, you know, I talked a little bit earlier about how Parker is the technical expert and I know nothing. And the cool thing about Thinkific is that you can be either one of us or somewhere in the middle and you can use Thinkific to be successful. I myself have created a course on Thinkific and it's totally, it looks great. I mean, you know, it was about something silly, but uh, you know, <laughs> really if you've got content, Thinkific will make it look great. Um, and you just don't need that much to get started. And when your needs become more advanced, we've got Parker, we've got our app store, we've got all of these really cool features and, uh, so we can help you do that that too. Uh, so whatever, wherever, every stage you're at, uh, we've got an option. Phenomenal. Any other recap notes, Parker? Yeah, I'll. The last point I'll say. So with Thinkific Plus, we're focusing more and more on customer education specifically, and so I've been, I have been reflecting on that. And you know, you asked us earlier the question, uh, like, what does customer education mean to me? And I was really trying to think about that and. Something that came up is I think about uh, there's a lot of importance on the why behind an organization these days. So like there, you know, we'll think of I think it was probably started with Simon Sinek's book yeah. "Start with Why," you know, and and this idea that your customers will be invested in your company's why. And when I think of customer education. Like that's how, that's actually how you communicate the why. Uh, it's not necessarily the product or the service itself, but that's what customer education does. So I'm, I, when I think of it in that sense, I'm like, it's absolutely critical that you are educating your customers on your why to make them fans, to have them uh, be lifelong customers, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, anyways, I, I just wanted to share that. I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool, too. And that's one heck of a great way to wrap up this episode. So, okay. Once again, I want to thank both of you for being on the show today. And this, like I said, this was an exciting opportunity for us to connect and to reach out to them to market. Our vision or our passion at C-Lab is to really make this a safe space for all of us to, to play around and learn and share with one another. And I know that personally, I've wanted to learn a lot more about the Thinkific platform and how you fit into the world and you killed it. So 
great work team. I hope to talk to you more. Um, let's, let's take it on out the door by saying, if you want to learn more, we have a podcast website at customer.education. Yep. It's just customer.education. There you can find our show notes and other material. If you found value in this podcast, I was just looking today or well, today being 1230 at night. Um, we, we do have this on Apple podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you find or yeah, Apple music, uh, everywhere you find your podcast, leave us a, a review, a five star would be great. Your comments are, are better. We're at 50 some gold star five stars right now on Apple, which is unheard of. It's crazy. Um, also, we always thank Alan Coda for providing our amazing theme music and to our audience. Thanks for joining us. Get out there, educate, experiment, and find your people. Thanks everybody. <laughs>